you for joining me on this journey and welcome to episode 11 of Remembering Our Way Home. This week, our featured guest is daughter, sister, and beloved aunt, Marilyn Salanke Napoleon, a first-generation Haitian-American on both sides of her family. As a performing artist, a therapist, and life coach for over 30 years, Salanke passionately discusses her journey and the experiences related to elevating her ancestors. Welcome to Remembering Our Way Home, a weekly podcast to inspire, enlighten, and empower listeners via personal testimonies, discussions, and interviews with featured individuals who have embraced the transformational and ancient practice of ancestral veneration. Thank you so much, Salanke, for being here. Thank you for being a guest today on Remembering Our Way Home. So I met you years ago in North Carolina, and um, you just, I've never, um, never um, spent a lot of time with you, but um, you just Mm -hmm. always intrigued me as someone who was, Intrinsic, always who always seem to be intrinsically connected to spirit, and um, oh. and so I just wanted to um, have the opportunity to just speak with you and and get your insights on this whole platform of ancestral veneration. So um, mm. I yeah. So my first question for you, Salanke, would be: um, What does the word ancestor mean to you? Okay. Well, first, let me say thank you for having me on. And you have always been an energy that I always, I always felt calm and peaceful around, um, very sisterly. Uh, even though we never really spent much time, I always felt connected. So I want to thank you for having me on. Um, ancestor, mm, it means foundation, it means strength, it means um, backup, it means protection, it means connectivity, it means history, it means love, it means dreams, it means vision. Um, I can go on about that word, but it really settles in my spirit that it's, it's all the people who mm, who had goals and dreams and manifested me. Um, my ancestors are my roots. They are me. Without them, I wouldn't even be. Um, ancestor is... My ancestors are my protection. They're my guiding light. They're the force behind, um, one of the forces behind my intuition and my gifts, spiritual gifts. Um, Ancestors are love. 
just love. I love that. <laughs> that is the truth. How do you know for sure that the relationship you have with your ancestors is real? Ooh, that's a good <laughs> question. Oh, my God. Um, You know what is interesting because I started recognizing about, I want to say about 15, 20 years ago that, and my mom hasn't been gone that long. My mom has been gone now eight years. But I started to recall that there were certain things that she would tell me that her father would say or her grandmother would say, not necessarily her mom because my grandmother passed away when my mom was two. But I do recall, you know, different sayings um, that she would say that I began to recall when I was thinking about doing something or if I was feeling a certain way that these sayings would come to mind. Um, And it's funny, and you know, to those who are listening, that sometimes I would even hear it in the voices of my ancestors. Um, uh, How do I know? Oh, my gosh, that is like, I I don't even know how to answer that question, honestly. But I can just feel them. You know, I Mm -hmm. can just feel them, you know, and I can just feel like if I'm going to do something or if I am um, feeling a certain way, I I go to them. You know, I go to them. I, I just know that they are listening. But what is also interesting that confirmed for me um, that that they are there and that they are listening, they're not dead, they're in the spiritual realm, is I read this book called Life After Death. And I'm trying to think of the, the author, um, but he stated that, you know, we, we come to believe that when people pass away that they're not around anymore, that they're gone. But in actuality, they're still there, but they're just there in spirit, and that we can talk to them anytime we want to. Um, and I, I believe that. I truly yeah. believe that. Um, it's just something that you just know. Once you recognize that you have this connection to generations of people, it's almost undeniable. It's, it's like something you cannot, it, once you know, once you know, and once you start hearing about your grandmother, your grandfather, your great-grandmother, your great-grandfather, it's almost like they, they're just there. Whether they're alive or not, you just have this, this, what is the word I'm looking for? I guess, intrinsic connection. It's like you have mm-hmm. no doubt. You automatically just know that these individuals are there. And it's not until you're older and you understand spirituality and you understand, understand spirit as energy and that spirit doesn't die. Though the body may be decompose and, and degenerate, spirit does not. Spirit is pure mm-hmm. energy. And once you have that knowledge, then you know that your ancestors are there because you know that that's what animates us. 
But to know that they're there, it's like from the moment my parents ever talked about any of our relatives, I always felt their presence. It was very strange um, to me when I was younger, but I get it now, and I appreciate it. I don't know if that answers the question, but it's just a knowing. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I always ask that question because I want to know, you know, from people like how do you know this thing is real and this is just not something that we imagine and so yeah yeah mm-hmm. thank you for you know giving me your insights on that and and mm-hmm. you also answered you know another aspect of that question which was basically you know like um it, my other question that I always wanted to know is basically um you know, when was your first encounter with that? You know, did someone tell you about, you know, ancestors or, you know, your ancestors mm-hmm. or was it just, and it sounds like from what you just dis- described that it was always something mm-hmm. in, in, instinctively um, within you. And I guess that is accredited to your intuition, which I've always felt um, very, um, very connected to. I, I, I can always... I can always sense and feel when people are connected to their own inner intuition. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, yeah I've, I've always got that from you. And so, you. so my next question, yeah, my next question is, um, let's see. Um, so do you, do you have a, a special, do you have a special consecrated space in your home for your ancestors? Do you have any? Type of I do, I do, okay. I do, I do have a space that I go to. Um, I would say, honestly, um, I was disconnected for some time. I really was, but I always felt this pull. Like we need a space, we need a place, we need to be able to to see you, connect with you, and know that you haven't forgotten us. So. Um, I would say over the past few years, I've tried to make sure that there was something representative. Um, within the past year or so, there's been something solid within my home. Um, it was more, I was a little more grounded, a little more connected when I was in North Carolina. When I came to Florida, I got a little discombobulated and a little distant, but I always knew there was always something representative. Um, once I moved into this place, I think it's been more than more than a year. It's been more like the past three years I've had something solid. Um, so, yes, there, there's always some representation um, or some space created just for them. I'm sitting here mm-hmm. looking at it right now, actually. <laughs> but, yes, 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 definitely. Yeah, thank yes. you for sharing. So, um, do you do any? Do you have anything special that you do um, daily, weekly, monthly, for, to um, to honor your connection with your ancestors? Um, well, daily, I greet them daily. Um, mm-hmm. I try to sit with them in the morning. Um, you know, I talk to them first thing in the morning you know, before my feet even hit the floor, you know, I say my prayers and then I talk to my ancestors. And then I come out and I, you know, I sit 
at my altar that I have for them. I sit at their at their shrine, um, and I meditate, and I just listen for whatever it is that they have to say to me. Um, I like to do things, you know, around my parents' birthdays. If I remember birthdays, try to do something, put something there that they like. Um, um, my dad, you know, both of my parents love coffee. My dad loved black coffee with sugar, so he, he would have his cup of black coffee with sugar. My mom liked her coffee with cream, so maybe some coffee with cream or, you know, their favorite perfume or, you know, things of that sort, flowers. My mom loved flowers. So trying to keep, you know, stuff like that um, on the altar, you know, in that in their sacred space is something I like to do. I definitely clean my home, spiritually clean my home, so that the energy mm-hmm. is always even and um, and clear. So so there's clear communication um, yeah. between them and myself. Um, but so things like that, you know, things like that, some things are, you know, are a little more sacred, but um, just those general things, keeping fresh water, keeping a candle there, um, you know, that's something like weekly that I would say because sometimes the candles last about seven days. So about yeah. weekly I would hold out the candle and, you know, um, and change the water um, every few days. As long as it's you know nice and clear, I try not to let it get you know um, foggy or you know murky. Try to keep it fresh. The same way, if I were to drink that water, how I would want that water to be is how I want their water to be. Um, so I try not to leave anything um, for them that I would not want for myself. Um, uh, sometimes I wear my mom's favorite color. You know, I'll wear my dad's favorite scent. He loved the scent of jasmine, so I'll put on some jasmine oil. So there's things that don't necessarily, that are not necessarily connected to my shrine, but I can do just in my, in my presentation as well. What state is your family from? Where where is the, the origin of your family members? What city, state, my and the my parents were born and raised in Haiti. My mom oh. came from a village called Mayotte, and my father was from a village called Pentonville. And um, mm. my mom came here in 63 and my dad in 65. Uh, my family descends from Benin. Um, my mom's family descends from Guinea. So... Mm-hmm both from West Africa, and they both, you know, both of them knew, you know, where their families descended from. So yeah. originally originally from Benin and Guinea, and mm-hmm. um, my parents born in Haiti, my parents, mm-hmm. grandparents, and um, my mom's side, I think both, well, both parents, you know, also we have some Taino Indian um, mm-hmm. In our family, especially I know for sure my mom's side. Um, so that's my descendancy, my lineage. And you were born in what city state? I was born in Neptune, New Jersey. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am first oh, generation okay. on both sides. Yeah. Oh, I was the first I one born 
on from my father's side and my mother's side. So I bridged the gap from Haiti to the United States. Wow. No wonder you've always just felt so connected to me and just authentic. Interesting. And then you migrated back to Florida. <laughs> well, not back to Florida, but, yeah, I know that's a, a huge community there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I went from New Jersey. I went from New Jersey to North Carolina, back to New Jersey, back to North Carolina, and then from North Carolina after my mom passed to Florida. So, yeah, that's how I ended up here. (laughs) I understand. How has um, journey with your ancestors helped you with your journey, or I would say how has it either helped you with your journey or how has it um, help you with your family dynamics, either or? Um, well, uh, my brother is an initiated priest. Uh, he was initiated in Oshobo. Um, mm-hmm. But I think for us, for me particularly, mm-hmm. when I hear the stories of my parents coming here to the U.S. and what my mom went through, and what my father went through, um, mm-hmm. it was a motivation for me to to be the realization of their dream. Um, they they went through a lot. They went through a lot. And one thing my parents always told me is that what they went through and the jobs that they had, they didn't want that for me and my brothers. They wanted us to have a better life. And so my motivation, my focus is to always do my best to work smart and not hard because my parents worked hard and to be able to leave some legacy um, that represents their purpose for coming here. And so they keep me motivated. They remind me um, to to remember the struggle. Um, mm-hmm. They really push me to not to not fall into habits that would um, misrepresent what their journey was about. My next question I would like to know is: Can you think of anything um, that has literally blown your mind <laughs> when you think about um this this whole journey with your ancestors. Has 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 anything ever happened to you that's just 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 kinda of blown your mind seriously? Uh, well mm, yeah. <laughs> there's been a couple of things. Um oh boy, this is gonna be what? interesting. Um one of the things that blew my mind, and I guess that kind of um, explains the name Sholanke as well, that was um, given to me um, while, it, while I was in North Carolina, um, and Sholanke means it is the seer whom we are petting, um, was, I want to say, it had to be in the 80s. Um, I was home one day doing my chores. And my grandmother came to me in broad daylight, and 
I knew it was her because she used to take care of me when I was little. She was here in the U.S. for a short period of time. She is the reason why I'm able to speak Creole fluently. But before she passed away, about two weeks before she passed away, my grandmother came to me in broad daylight <laughs> and, and was beckoning to me. Um, and, and that, it just, it just blew my mind because I was like, I looked over and I'm like, Grandma? Like, I knew it was her. It, it was, it was, a, I, I said, if I tell somebody this, they're going to think I'm crazy. But, <laughs> you know, my ancestors, you know, I've had two, I've had two relatives do that um, prior to passing away or immediately after passing away, coming to me and me actually seeing them and having conversations with them, and I was not asleep. Like, they were right there. And I recognized them. I knew them. There was no fear involved. Um, It made me wonder why they came to me. Oh, my God, it's making me emotional. It made me wonder why they came to me. Um, You know, it was just, um, I don't know. This is like... These questions are really blowing my mind right now because it's like, how do you even begin to answer, you know, answer it? I think we, honestly, as as children of the diaspora are blessed that we have this tradition, that if we were all to embrace it, how much stronger we would be. That's the, I mean, I think that is what blows my mind is that once you recognize that you have a lineage, that you belong to somebody, not just your parents, but your grandparents and your great-grandparents as far back as you can remember, as far as back as they can remember and as, well, as far back as you've been told, that right. you belong to somebody. And it's just that just to me fills my heart because it's like you claim me, you love me, I'm – you know, I am your dreams manifested. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we are those those dreams, those wishes, those prayers. That's us. That is us. And so I think that's the thing for me that's the most mind-blowing is that I would not be here had not someone begat my father and my mother, if someone had not begat the two people who, who came together to create each of them, and who came together to create those those four people, you know? And it it just and the it just goes on and on and on. And I think when I think even of, of a baby being born, you know, it's like wow. Do you know how many people were involved in your creation? So if I had to say, you know, those are some things that I would say blows my mind when it comes to ancestor veneration. The fact that you know, they will present themselves to you in some way, shape, or form, you know, whether it be a penny on the ground, which is my dad. You know, when I find pennies, I think of him, you know, or, um, you know, the number 1213 that comes up on my phone or on my clock, and I know that that's the number of the house that I grew up in, in New Jersey. And so that reminds me of my parents, Um 
Um, when I wear bright colors, it reminds me of my auntie who, who loved bright colors. Um, <laughs> you know, it's those those little things when I prepare a certain meal, you know, and I and I share that meal or I take a little bowl and I put some on my shrine, you know, because I know it was my grandfather's favorite meal. You know, so there's ways that they show up and they remind yeah. you. It's like you think you're doing something based on, oh, I'm just going to do this. And sometimes it's them saying, oh, maybe you'll recognize, you know, this, and it will remind you of me, and maybe you'll sit down mm-hmm. and you'll talk to me. Or, you'll, you know, you'll come and you'll ask me a question and you'll know that I'm here and I know that you're troubled. You know, so mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing how they will show up. It's just amazing how they show up. Before I ask you the final question, I'd like to know if you had any songs that spoke to you or anything on film that you've seen that really resonates with you or really makes you think about your ancestors. Mm. Um, Either or. (laughs) You know what movie always... um, resonated with me was Daughters mm-hmm. of the Dust. Oh, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> you know, the names and what they meant, like my own, uh, you know, my own. Um, and just just the way the, the elder in that film took the time to teach, you know, her, her grandchildren and, you know, about who they are and where they come from. Um, another show I think that really resonates with me is uh, Queen Sugar and how mm. it's so important that this family hold on to this land, you know, because of their father, you know, who worked so hard to make sure he left something, you know, for mm. them. Um and I remember, you know, for my parents, and I think that's why it's like at this stage in my life that I really, really want to be able to to do something, like you said, leave some type of legacy, leave a mark, do something that's going to make a difference. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, those, those films remind me, you know, of my parents because they always said I, they wish they could have done something more, you know, and so – the more that they've done was pass on to us what it means to be Haitian, what it means, you know, to be born in the U.S. and what and what those opportunities bring, but more so what it means to be um, connected to family and what family mm-hmm. means. She used to be my girl. Like, used to love that song. And, you know, just like... <laughs> The Temptations and the Spinners, and anytime those songs are Lou Rawls, you'll never find. You know, so it's yes. it's crazy yes. stuff like that that reminds mm. me of you know of my parents because okay. they used to love those songs, and That's you know so they would tell me about <laughs> <laughs> you know to be watching Diana Ross and and. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, and Sam Cook, and they would watch them on black and white TV, and they would just be enthralled. It reminds me of how we all have that same, we have the same um, experience, in a sense, of 
hearing these songs from the previous generations and you know, and yeah. feeling at home with it because we were we were a part of that world when they, you know when they were enthralled yeah. in the music. We yeah. we were the little people yeah. watching them <laughs> get get yeah. big eyed yeah. and, and 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 you know watch the award shows and you know and yeah. and listen to them yeah. talk about the fashions and you know and all the gossip. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it that feels that resonates with me too because you know those are the people who, um, who my family members listen to as well. You know, it's cultural. Yeah, so definitely yeah. resonates. I listen to a lot of kumpa too. I did listen to a lot of kumpa. My dad taught me how to dance to it. You know, so wow. I had not only just the you know American music, but I had the Haitian music as well that I grew up to, you know, the church hey. songs, you know, working them in Creole versus English and, you know, mm-hmm. and just the music that was specific to, you know, to Haiti, you know, to Haitians. So I grew up with that as well. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Fortunate. <laughs> the best yeah. of both. Yeah. yeah. So my, yeah. my closing, um, question would be um would be simply to ask you to leave uh the listeners with something you know what would you what would you say to the listeners to inspire them on to explore their own relationship with their ancestors what what would you say what would be your parting words I would say Sankofa. Sankofa, you Mm -hmm. have to know where where you come from to know where you're going. You know, reach back and get. That's what the bird is, reach back and get. So Mm -hmm. if you're ever stuck, if you ever want to know, you know, what you're capable of, your ancestors hold that secret. When we think about everything that they've ever been through and that they persevered and they were resilient, that's in you. That is in you. But you will feel it even more when you begin to recognize that you, you, have, a, you have a lineage. You come mm-hmm. from someone who came from someone who came from someone who came from someone. And so that's what I would leave you with, that you're not here by happenstance. You're not here just to be here. Someone visualize the future. They visualize, they visualize having children and their children having children and their children having children and their stories and their legacy being passed on. And that is who we are. So that's what I would say. Reach back and get. Sankofa. You have to know where you're going. You have to know where you come from to know where you're going. Okay. Thank you so much, Salanke. <laughs> You're beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I just love you. You just, oh my God, you are totally Oshu. You're just honey and butterflies and sunshine and sunflowers. That is you, honey. You are your job. You. I don't know who, which one to choose because you are so soothing. Your spirit is so soothing, and it was my absolute pleasure, honey. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
As a woman of deep faith, family loyalty, and love, Solanke holds high in regard both her maternal and paternal family lines, which are very grounded in traditional spiritual practices of both Haiti and Africa. I sincerely hope you've enjoyed this experience. This week's scripted wisdom derives from the classic and timeless film, Daughters of the Dust, a dialogue between matriarch Nana Pizan and her beloved son, Ela Pizan. Ela proclaims, frustratingly, to his mother, What are we supposed to remember, Nana? How, at one time, were we able to protect those we loved? How, in Africa world, we were kings and queens and built great big cities? Nana Pizan passionately expresses to her son, Ida, I'm trying to learn you how to touch your own spirit. I'm fighting for my life and I'm fighting for yours. Look in my face. I'm trying to give you something to take north with you, along with all your great big dreams. Count on those old Africans, Eli. They come to you when you least expect them. They hug you up quick and soft as the warm, sweet wind. Let them old souls come into you, hearty-like. Let them touch you. With the hand of time, let them feed your head with wisdom that came from this day and time. Because when you leave this island, Eli Pizant, you ain't going to no land of milk and honey. <laughs>